everybody, this is Kim Doyle from Grand Thornton and you're listening to the Tax Time podcast, the show that covers all the latest in tax. Today we're talking about construction companies with Jane Quirk and Lorette Hasselholt. Both Jane and Lorette work closely with companies with operations in foreign jurisdictions and specialise in global mobility services. Jane is a tax director in our Irish Employer Solutions team and Lorette is head of global mobility services and international tax Denmark and Lorette is based in our Copenhagen office. But before I chat with Jane and Lorette, a quick roundup of the key tax developments here in Ireland. So the big thing in town lately has been the tax strategy group papers. So during the month of August, the tax strategy group published their papers on the various options for tax policy changes for budget 2023. Now the budget is scheduled to be delivered by the Minister for Finance on the 27th of September. The papers are typically published, you know, a couple of weeks in advance. And what they do is they cover the economic and physical context within which the taxation system operates following the recent pandemic and in light of the current cost of living increases and future challenges. Key proposals in the paper include income tax indexation. So essentially this is adjustment of tax credits and income tax rate bans in line with inflation and our wage growth. And there's also the proposal covered about the, this potential third rate of income tax, this 30% rate that we're certainly all hearing about and seeing in, in the media. Other papers from the tax strategy group cover climate action initiatives, corporation tax, VAT and capital taxes. You will find our full commentary on the key proposals in the papers and what they would mean for taxpayers and you in the special bulletin that's published on our website. Moving on from the tax strategy group papers, we've had guidance recently from revenue on the interest limitation rules. Now, this guidance has undergone extensive consultation with key stakeholders and it addresses a number of the uncertainties that were inherent in the legislation which was introduced in Finance Act 2021. Essentially, the interest limitation rules are a fundamental change to how companies' taxable profits are calculated. And this guidance from revenue is relatively readable explanation of these rules. Other, I suppose, outputs from revenue of late have been their correspondence to employers in relation to share schemes. So if you are an employer who operates a share scheme system, you should have recently received some correspondence from revenue. And what this correspondence is asking of you is that you provide certain information to your employees. And essentially, it's those employees who are involved in your company or your employer share scheme. And this information is all about what are their tax obligations. Now, the notice from revenue tells us that many employees are simply unaware of the fact that they may even have a tax obligation when it comes to their participation in share schemes. And what revenue are asking of employers is that they provide their employees with information on how these employees can meet their tax return and payment obligations. And this information also includes kind of a Q&A style format. Next, I'm delighted to be joined by Jane and Lorek. So Lorek, um, coming to you first, if that's okay. The, the growth of the data centre market in Europe has resulted in a significant increase in the number of Irish construction companies entering the European market in recent times. I think that's fair to say. But could you give us a brief overview of the main kind of construction projects ongoing at the moment now in Denmark? Yeah, of course. And thank you for letting me participate in this uh, podcast. My name is Lerke Hesselhold and I'm from uh, Grand Thornton in Denmark. Uh, in Denmark, we have uh, huge data center construction from Facebook and Google. And um, the construction work is provided by uh, typical foreign subcontractors. Uh, quite a lot of them are from, from Ireland. Um, and they have actually building data centers since 2017. Um, 
were in different phases. And of course, the COVID, it, it was uh, postponed a little, but now they are back again. And we see an increase in, in uh, foreign uh, entities uh, establish uh, construction business in Denmark. And what would the key um, Danish tax considerations be for, for those companies, particularly if we're thinking about Irish construction companies operating in Denmark? The key tax consideration uh, is whether or not they will be tax liable in Denmark, meaning whether or not they will establish a permanent establishment in Denmark. So at the start, when they are bidding on a project in Denmark, they need to consider how long will uh, will the project uh, last. And if it lasts more than six months, they typically will uh, uh, establish a permanent establishment uh, after 12 months, actually. And it have a huge impact if they are tax liable to Denmark. First of all, they need to pay some taxes in Denmark. Uh, they need to be registered. Um, they need to file a tax return if it's a branch or just a permanent establishment. They don't need to, to file an annual report. Um, but also, and which is quite important, they are deemed or assessed by the Danish tax authorities as being Danish employer. The consequence of being a Danish employer uh, is that they have all the obligation as a Danish employer. From a tax point of view, they need to will hold tax uh, on the salary, even though the foreign employer only will be here for a very short period. Um, so that's the need to take into to consideration. Furthermore, they need to take into consideration that in Denmark, we are very digital, meaning that everything is is on digital registration and they need to get this access for all the information to the authorities it actually worked quite smooth uh, but of course it takes time so so they need definitely to make sure that they are compliant at the day this actually start up in in denmark okay so certainly lots there to consider on on the danish um, tax side you know, Jane, following on from the comments and what we've heard just there now from Lorek, um, are there any Irish employment tax issues to consider for companies to send their Irish employees to work in Denmark? Hi, Kim. It's critical that the Irish employment tax obligations are considered from the outset. There's quite a lot involved here. And the starting point is to consider whether Irish POA has to continue to be operated. If an employee meets the conditions to effectively switch off Irish PYE while working abroad, then the Irish company has to get approval from revenue for each employee on a case-by-case -case basis and obtain what is known as a PYE exclusion order. In the absence of this approval, Irish PYE has to continue to be operated. The most straightforward situation is where Irish PYE is not required to be operated and companies then just have to focus on foreign payroll taxes. However, where a payroll withholding tax obligation arises in both the foreign country and in Ireland, it's critical that a company puts in place policies and procedures to manage double taxation. Tax credits for foreign tax paid can be obtained in Ireland either real time via payroll or via end of year employee tax returns. From my experience, this is one of the most difficult issues to manage from a payroll tax perspective particularly for construction companies. Companies will need to decide who funds the foreign tax payable and build this into company cash flow budgets from the outset. 
as this can be very costly. Some other considerations from an Irish employment tax perspective include social security and tax-free expenses. Social security rates in Europe can be very high, so where possible, companies should make applications to retain the individuals in the Irish PRSI system and get an exemption for both the employee and the employer from foreign social security. On tax-free expenses, companies typically pay some expenses to employees who are working abroad, such as travel, accommodation and subsistence. It's important to review what expenses are taxable and what expenses can be paid tax-free from an Irish tax perspective. What can be paid tax-free abroad is not always tax-free from an Irish tax perspective. Well, Jane, on the Irish um, side, so both on the Danish and the Irish tax considerations. Jane, it, I'll stay with you if I might. You know, you've, you've covered a lot there in terms of the requirements from an Irish employment tax perspective. But in your experience, like what have been the key pitfalls for Irish construction companies that are sending their employees to work abroad, even, you know, Denmark or anywhere else in Europe? I would say there's two key pitfalls that can result in a significant tax exposure for companies. Firstly, not applying Irish POIE to payments made to Irish employees who are working abroad. What we see sometimes is that companies are so focused on foreign tax that they forget about getting the Irish tax position right. We've dealt with revenue on a number of large disclosures of this nature. We've seen companies who just don't operate Irish PYE on payments to employees working abroad, companies who don't have the correct documentation in place from the Irish revenue to make gross payments to the employees, and companies paying their Irish employees from a foreign payroll and incorrectly thinking that this eliminates their Irish tax obligations. The second key pitfall is not proactively managing the issue of double taxation. This typically arises where companies fund foreign taxes for employees with the intention of employees refunding the company for the foreign taxes paid once the employees file their Irish personal tax returns. In the construction industry with high employee turnover, we've seen some companies losing significant amounts of money in foreign tax credit claims from employees leaving the company without submitting their personal tax returns. Okay, so a lot again there to consider, and we, we we've been talking a good bit now around it, around the tax um, considerations, and moving away slightly to, to kind of the employment law side. Lorek, if I may come back to you, um, I understand that Danish employment law, including union agreements, you know, can cause unanticipated issues for many Irish construction companies. In your experience, can you just give us a brief overview of the employment law issues that these such companies face while operating in Denmark? Yeah, the, the Danish labor law system and the union uh, is actually uh, quite uh, split, meaning that we have a special system in Denmark that the unions, uh, both from the employer and the employee side, they negotiate uh, all the most important things about, for example, salary level, how many hours uh, they uh, should work per week. They can actually work quite a lot. Um, and, and also very important uh, uh, conditions for employment. The, the government can only uh, um, give regulation, for example, for labor environment, uh, uh, how they should be uh, uh, insured and taxes, but, but actually not about uh, the, the working conditions and definitely not about the, the salary level. In Denmark, we do not have a minimum salary um, yet, at least. Uh, um, it's up to the union. And when 
when Google and Facebook uh, enter into Denmark, they actually rent uh, the, the land or the ground where they build the data center uh, quite cheap because they typically rent them for uh, the, the municipal or the state uh, based on the condition that all the foreign workers should be covered by a collective agreement. So it's not a, a normal request. We have quite a lot of people which not are covered by a, a collective agreement, but the union in the construction business in Denmark is very strong. This means that not even though they have maybe a higher salary level than, than foreign entities used to pay the employees, there are also quite a lot of add-ons on uh, how many work, works they can, uh, works at hour, uh, hours at work they can work um, weekly, uh, the add-on on special pension, uh, vacation, um, and, and the foreign employer, uh, might be a little surprised uh, how detailed all these add-ons need to be uh, uh, in the pay uh, slips and also that, that the Danish tax authorities actually are quite keen on whether uh, those um, conditions uh, will be met. And of course the union, uh, they, they typically uh, visit the, the workplace uh, uh, as soon a new entity has has uh, entered into to Denmark. So, so that is... Um, that is something they definitely need to be aware of. And I want to, to add on to this, that a, a foreign uh, employees uh, seconded to Denmark uh, can uh, keep the work condition from an Irish uh, uh, employer uh, agreement. Uh, however, they just need to add on the conditions uh, which is in the collective agreement. Okay, so certainly the union the unions play a key role in, in the Danish system. Um, I suppose just to conclude or to, to wrap it up, if I can ask you both, and I, and I leave it up to you to decide who can, who can take this one first, but if you can, if you were to give one key tax, recommend, tax recommendation to an Irish construction company, either you know operating in Denmark or considering operating in Denmark, what would that be? Hi Kim, I can go first. Uh, from the Irish side, I would say don't underestimate the complexity involved from an Irish tax perspective and ensure that double taxation is managed from the outset to manage the financial risk for construction companies who are funding foreign taxes for their employees. Yeah, and from the Danish side, I will say from an entity perspective, if the project uh, will will uh, last more than 12 months, set up a Danish brand, it's it's uh, quite easy and it go fast. Secondly, the time for registration of the employees can be quite long and quite complex. And the, the withholding tax, if you don't have a registered employee and a tax card, is quite high. Um, so as soon as possible, try to uh, register both your, your entity and your employees in Denmark. Very important recommendations there. Um, thanks to you both for, for talking with me today. Um, and thanks to you all for listening to Tax Time. Visit our website where you can subscribe to our mailing list and you'll also find some extra resources and information on everything you need to know about tax. Catch our next episode when I will be chatting about all things Budget 2023.